0: Hello, and welcome to this IBR Extra, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. We've talked several times before in this series about business succession plans and strategies. One opportunity gaining greater attention is involving employees in the business succession plan, and it's the topic of a webinar being offered twice during January 2021. In the 53rd edition of our program, which aired during New Year's Weekend 2021, we learned more from Patrick Lunsman, Senior Program Manager with the Center for Business Growth and Innovation at the University of Northern Iowa.
1: If you haven't heard, or maybe you're hearing now, is going to be a tremendous theme of the rest of the 2020s. One-third of all Iowa businesses are going to transition. They're going to be looking for new ownership, whether that be an outside buyer, a key employee, a family transition to their son or daughter, or potentially to their employees. As we're coming into 2021, our center uh, at Advance Iowa, we're really focused on one of those options, which is employee ownership, where that sort of fits in the whole continuum is as a business owner is looking to find that next option for themselves, leave that legacy in their community. One of those ways to do that is to sell their company to their employees. That can be a little complicated. There's a couple different options. You don't just toss them the keys and say, all right, good luck. We wish you the best. There are a couple different structures that you can do and work towards that you can set your employees up for success. Keep that company operating and running in your community in your area and really add to that economic impact and that you know there's sustainability quality of life in those places so that we're going to really take a first high level look at succession and employee ownership through the esop or the employee stock ownership plans and then a worker cooperative are the two options we're looking at now what are the biggest distinctions between those two You've probably heard of ESOPs, the Employee Stock Ownership Plan. That's one that the state of Iowa, for probably the last five to seven ish years, has really put a focus on promoting, pushing, and they even offer some programs that can help you figure out if it would work for you. So, the ESOP, the Employee Stock Ownership Plan, is really a retirement focused financial instrument where the employee's retirement is tied to the success and profits of the company. It doesn't necessarily mean that. You start putting together stocks and you go get on an exchange and you've got a ticker symbol and all of that. It's really focused on those employees having a financial interest through their retirement in that company. So that's ESOP. The second is a worker cooperative. Worker cooperatives can only be owned by the workers. It's one share per person. They're all bought in at the same amount. And then from there, the workers get to decide how the profits of the business are shared. They can do that by seniority, type of work, hours worked. They can work that through any variety of different methods to make sure that the workers share in the profits of the business. And that's like an ongoing piece, not necessarily a retirement plan, but a plan for them to share in the year over year profits of the business as they operate it together
0: are there certain businesses that are more likely to choose one form or another or are better situated, if you will, because of the type of company to choose the cooperative as opposed to the ESOP?
1: Absolutely. So for the ESOPs, there is a bit of a size limitation, as in you need to be a certain size to really make it a a viable option for your company. And for the most part, that's looking at 20 employees or more. So you need to have a really solid employee base that's expansive enough to create financial sense for the long-term operation of the company and for the ESOP in general. The cooperatives, on the other hand, are a lot more flexible. Less than 10 employees are in that 10 to 20 range where you can really make that structure work for you. So then on the co-op side, what, what we've seen is that the types of businesses that do that are businesses that already have their employees working together together in teams, you know, where they work closely together, say a construction company or uh, a daycare is one coffee shop. The owner decided since they all work so closely together that they would make it a co-op for them. And their seven employees that were baristas that were working in front of the house um, to turn that into a co-op. So co-ops can be more flexible and where the ESOPs do have some size limitations. The
0: party selling has to be interested in one of those unique models, as opposed to simply put a for sale sign in front and and just look for the top bidder. What is the mindset of the owner in terms of choosing one of those options that we've been discussing, as opposed to simply just selling to
1: someone new coming in? Selling to somebody new coming in is hard, especially for companies that are in in rural Iowa. That there's not a lot of people that are just readily available to put down their capital and, and buy out and make it a clean and quick process. And then you can you know retire up to a lake somewhere and sort of spend the rest of your days doing that. So for the most part, that's difficult, not impossible, difficult. So looking at these two options, one of the first things that the owner does have to think about or needs to be important to them is that legacy to their community. So it's gonna be, as you think about your company, after you, which is hard to do, right? Can you imagine the company either you started or your family started? What does it look like once you leave? The big motivation that we've seen is wanting it to be able to survive in that community that you've spent the last 20, 30, 40 years living in, working in, employing people in. The quality of life things that you know your legacy would leave, which is you know sponsoring the Little League team or you know taking part in the town's summer festival or Winter activities, local churches, friends, thinking about the longevity of not only your company, but also the community and the people that you employ is one key motivation for both ESOPs or co-ops. Is what we've seen is in both of those models, it can greatly increase both employer attention, so your ability to keep people and keep them working for you, the long-term growth of the company, and then also that profitability of the company over the long term. Amazing things can happen when your employees are financially being able to be rewarded for working, where their productivity increases, and that actually ends up we see them being able to be paid more, their wages are able to, to rise. But the big thing from the, the owner's perspective is really thinking about as we move on past you know our time in this company, what does it mean to the community or to the people that currently live and work here? with our programs and, and why this is such a big focus for us is that you know we've all heard the stories um, our anecdotes one of the things that we fear is having that you know third party equity firm someone who does have the cash to buy out some of our keystone or small manufacturers around the state buy them out and then either consolidate them in another state or to move them out of the country to be able to manufacture ever good or product that they were working on, and that's something that we really want to try to avoid by offering up some of these alternative succession methods to our rural companies. All
0: right, so nuts and bolts of these seminars, cost and where do people go for registration?
1: Yeah, these are completely free to the public. You can sign up uh, at AdvanceIowa.com, or you can reach out on the phone. It's going to be 319-273-4344. We can get you the information to sign up they are being hosted on zoom so we're being cognizant of the covid 19 and probably the winter weather making travel a little bit more difficult so they'll be virtual you do have to register there's gonna be some questions we ask you but it's completely anonymous so no one else is gonna know that you're checking out a a webinar on selling to your employees they could be on there with you they wouldn't even know you're there we'll have time for some question and answers hopefully get a better understanding of the options as it comes to employee ownership and some ways that you can sell your company, not just for owners. If there's key members of a management team or a group of employees who think, oh, maybe our current owner would be open to this. uh, We'd love to have you attend as well and learn more about it and be able to bring that back to the current owner of the company.
0: Patrick Lenzman, Senior Program Manager with the Center for Business Growth and Innovation at the University of Northern Iowa. The webinar, titled Who Can Afford to Buy My Company, will be offered twice, at noon on Thursday, January 14, and again at 10 a.m. on Wednesday, January 20. The content will be the same each date. For more information or to register for this free 45-minute conversation, go to AdvanceIowa.com and click on the Events tab. We spoke via Zoom on Tuesday, December 29, 2020. The Iowa Business Report, radio program and podcast, is presented by the Center for Business Growth and Innovation at the University of Northern Iowa online at cbgi.uni.edu. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa, with the podcast posted right here every week, along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.